0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.
1: And welcome to the SmackDown review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only review SmackDown but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT Two Oh! oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to review Friday Night SmackDown, a show we teased on Friday, admittedly slightly hungover and hyperbolic as the biggest SmackDown of the year. That was after the back of the uh, Colonel Rob tweet uh, teasing such a show,
2: and they delivered. Oh, I, I I assumed it was still a bit of the residual hangover kicking around on Saturday morning because I fucking shit myself with excitement and WWE f***ing shit the bed in two separate segments. This was a quintessential episode of WWE television. In much the same way we praise particularly good episodes of NXT 2.0, mm. um, this was absolutely fantastic sports entertainment in places. This was legitimately tremendous professional wrestling that I would actively encourage people to go out of their way to watch if they don't make WWE a part of their weekly wrestling diet. And it was the uh, continued demise of two of the things that I quite enjoy having some fun with on this show. One, very supernatural. One, a man who I think believes he has supernatural powers if he thought he was going to clear that top row. <laughs> so I, I just I couldn't wait to watch this Saturday Same. morning. I couldn't wait to message you, but I didn't want to spoil it because I wasn't sure where you were going to fit it in. So I simply could only drop into your WhatsApps and, oh my God, like, I think I put an F and a Jeff in there because I wanted you to know that this was a big one, worthy of a huge one, but no pictures, no spoilers until I got six replies off you with all the things that were really, yet worthy, I think just in case, basically. And then I could not wait to get in the office this morning to talk about it with you and then to do it again on microphone. I don't want people to listen to these reviews and think that we are being hyperbolic or this idea that... Because the bar is lower. For WWE, it is. And I don't want people to think that, oh, well, like, it's just faint praise for a show that was only okay. When I do backflips for the things I really liked on this show, I promise you they're going to be earnest. And I'm not so brain-dead enough to not levy the criticism that I believe is absolutely fair. Mm. A couple of very significant flashpoints on this broadcast as well. This was two hours. It had everything. Yeah, I mean... Everything I want from a wrestling show.
1: Absolutely. Let's dive straight into it then, because the <laughs> show opened.
2: <laughs> at least we'll dive straight in and actually hit <laughs> our point. Uh,
1: the show opened with the sort of show-long tease and the sort of nerves in the pit of my stomach. Mm. Start at the moment, I saw this um because we knew what this show is going to be all about uh, and it's the Uso's and Sami Zayn who's got like a top knot basically he's got a suit jacket on he's all dressed up it's a big night for him yep. uh, and Michael Cole speculating whether or not this is the night that Sami Zayn becomes an official member of the bloodline but we had lots on this show two championship matches and the first one started the show off it was Damage Katarol versus Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. um bit of a surreal finish, this one. It was enjoyable whilst it lasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice to see Dakota Kai and Tegan Nox rekindling
2: their feud to start things off. Do you know what I realised? And it was shameful, shameful that I did not bring this up in the preview. This wasn't just the them two renewing their feud. It was the exact same building. Was it? it? Place, which of I course, know, yeah. I was goddamn, sat there, and I, it only occurred to me. Hang on, Chicago, they're in the Allstate. Like that was where it happened. At NXT Takeover War Games. So there was even a bit of LTST in law that we didn't highlight beforehand, and it only occurred to me when the, yes. the show kicked off that they were in Chicago for it. Uh,
1: so, yeah, they go back and forth. EO Sky comes in, runs wild, then gets isolated. Uh, there's a bit where Dakota Kai trying to, tries to bait Morgan into a twat and the kendo stick. And I think she was about to <laughs> until Tegan Knox stopped it because she's extreme now. Um, they go to a break, I think, and then uh, – no, sorry. Kai and Sky take out Morgan uh, or are uh, uh, working on Morgan, and then Tegan Knox comes off the top rope. Uh, to take both of them out takes to a break. When we come back, Tegan knocks him nice. She breaks free. She brings in Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan hits a running knee in the corner, a missile drop kick. Uh, but then Sky distracts her, and Kai comes back with a boot to Liv Morgan's face. Uh, Morgan jumped off Knox's back at one point to hit a code breaker on EOS Sky. Really nice sort of mm. tag team stuff, that. Knox um, follows up with the shiniest wizard, but Kai dies in the last second to break up the pin attempt and stop the tag titles from changing hands. Uh, Morgan gives Kai a sunset powerbomb to ringside. Sky takes out Morgan with a running dropkick. Uh, Sky goes for an Asai Moonsault. Knox blocks it. Bailey tries to get involved. Uh, that brings the referee in. And then someone. Reveal who later, later in a uh, in a black hoodie kicks Knox in the head, then she just gets pinned off the back of the uh, over the moon salt from EO Sky for the one two three. 3. sort of overshadowed the match, that, that didn't it? The question of who that was. Yeah,
2: it did. Um And I think that's a bit of a shame because I thought some of the work in this was really strong. I was surprised that Liv Morgan and... um, No, surprise is unfair, really. They're both experienced wrestlers enough now, but I was surprised they looked as coherent as they did as a tag team. It fit better than I thought, and I don't know if that was the intention because I'm not sure if we're here for a long time with these two. Mm. They've lost their shot. They're both uh, clearly defined singles wrestlers and not really a tag team, so I'm not advocating for them staying together as a makeshift team now they've already lost. Uh, Tegan Knox losing is another weird look. Like, we've got to be honest about this. Like, the the Triple H restocking uh, the divisions thing is fine. But at what point are you just building up a division full of perennial losers? Mm. I, I don't know what the answer is because I don't want to necessarily bring everybody back and make a bunch of winners out of people because Tony Khan has kind of the opposite problem. Yeah. Everybody comes in super hot, so then you're not really sure who to invest in and who not to, and then you sometimes feel like your investment has been let down. Mm. The reverse is worse, don't get me wrong. Triple H telling people, yeah, like them, but don't love them. They're going to leave <laughs> straight away. That is worse because you're setting yourself up for an army of losers. So I'm not convinced that Pin and Teagan-Knox was the right outcome here, but I will say... That She's gone out, haven't she? She has gotten out with the finish, and Dakota Kai and... Sky had what I think might have been their best and most cohesive tag title defence. Yes. I thought E.O. Sky in particular was absolutely tremendous yeah. in this match. And I don't know if it's just been a case of them needing a click because the damage cataral act isn't that hot, so the crowds don't come up for much in the matches. Like we're acknowledging this is a fairly regular problem now. But they did come up for suffer and I think the atmosphere was good. The finish was at least shocking and carried with it some big moment and suspenseful thing that you wanted to know the outcome of and all of that. So I don't completely hate the finish either. i just taking knocks, getting pinned this early. Maybe, I don't know, maybe find another way to introduce this hooded character. Yeah,
1: maybe it's me. We talked a little bit about this on the news this morning, giving Triple H the the simplest of buys simply because he's not Vince with his booking. Mm. So like... Like yes, Tegan Knox got pinned, but I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't really count because well, yeah. you've got the involvement of well, we might as well talk about it now. The involvement of Zaya Lee. Yes. Who Yeah, and I like the fact that they didn't go, oh, who was it? Find out next week. No, tell me right now. I need to know. <laughs> it was weird the way they did it. I think they revealed it on social media and then yeah, the commentary yeah. team acknowledged acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she's walking backstage. Security have got her, dragging her backstage and Pierce just goes, I'll just take her on off. Mm-hmm. And it's highly, I'm intrigued by this. I'm going to let it play out, because Triple H has earned that from me.
2: Yeah, it's something. It's a, a new, I guess, she ele- thought, well, I'll dress up in disguise and kick somebody rather than fire electricity out my fingers. Yeah. That's how I'm going to choose to introduce myself into this theatre of conflict. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it's somebody else for the roster. It's... She's just, ultimately, and this is this is the problem of the way round Triple H is doing it. She is a number on on the board now until otherwise informed. Tegan Knox would have won this match. Uh come makes a comeback, wins the tag belt straight away. You know that you're being given an impact player mm. straight away. Emma has come back and has basically lost pretty much everything she's done. Will Zilee be the same? Will Tegan Knox be the same? Will Candice Ray be the same? We're not really yet being told who to care about in this division. We it feels just like
1: he's just sort of keeping them warm because he's focusing on Bianca and Rhea. Yeah,
2: and kind of, Um, which is fine in theory, but you do need a more of a hierarchy underneath as well. You cannot just have champions and, and losers until otherwise informed.
1: Full disclosure as well. We're going to come to it later on, but uh still think there's something there with Ronda. I'm still holding the candle for her. I... Loved the segment with her later on. Yeah,
2: there was a, a yet again another kind of charming line that almost paid the whole thing off at the end. yeah, uh, so the China shop the balls are coming. <laughs> um couple of surprise,
1: surprise! It's sensational WWE video packages highlighting uh, Gunther and Ricochet ahead of their huge IC title match later on in the night, um, and then Cole and Barrett uh, are talking in in between these about the QR code they'd received and disturbing footage from last week. Then um, after the Ricochet video package, they talk about uh, Roma Reigns having to deal with Kevin Owens and in the back, Sami Zayn's getting all jazzed with the Usos. Um, he goes off to freshen up or whatever and uh, Jay's giddy for him as well. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe tonight Zayn's going to become official member of the bloodline. And it's Jimmy who's like, you've... Really big this up, haven't you, for yeah. him? You've got him all dressed up, but you know, Roma's still got issues with Kevin Owens. Yeah, I think You might be setting him up for disappointment. And it's just that, like I said, I thought the ominous air throughout this episode of like, and we said this on the preview, it's either going to be the best night of Sami Zayn's life or the worst night of Sami Zayn's life. It kind of didn't go either because it just went a third direction that nobody had anticipated. And it was yeah. a fantastic swerve. But yeah, it was one of those... It was like yesterday during the build-up to the, the World Cup final, and you're like, uh, 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 I want it to happen, but I don't want it to be over almost.
2: Yeah, it was, that's a great way of putting it, because it was, I think every single one of these segments, they kind of knew they had you on strings. Like if you're invested in this bloodline thing, every single time it went to the back, and we were getting more little minor developments, mm. you were, all it was doing was heightening your tension about the main event segment that you knew was going to take place in the ring. Uh, Jay and Jimmy's chemistry lately with this new development of what? what do we think of, Sami Zayn now has just been tremendous. I mm. really like watching them two interact almost in these, obviously, you know, there's a massive hidden camera shooting them, but in what they believe to be these private moments. I thought as well, because this is probably more relevant to this segment before this, where it came out of the car, the costuming Sammy Zane was just absolutely delightful. Speaking as somebody that did this regularly in 2005, let me be the one to go on record and say that Blazers with T-shirt is an embarrassing look in 2022, (laughs) an absolutely humiliating look. Like, believe me, I had a a beige corduroy one Mm. that I used to style with my favourite band T-shirt. Yeah, you are pulling a face. It's as hideous as it sounds. Fly teacher much? Oh, my God. Like, I did. I had elbow pads on it as well. Yeah, I thought I was absolutely king shit going into Stone Love on a Thursday night and that, but I... um. Blazers and T-shirt, an abysmal look, but exactly what Sami Zayn would think he would need to dress up because he's not going to betray the honorary Uso shirt oh, no. that's just creeping out beneath the suit. And the slick back hair is all right out of um, uh, Wall Street, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. that like, well, I'll just flick it back and to the bait up. It was, it made him look even more uh, pathetic in that way that you need him to, to like have sympathy for him to be like, oh, God, what have you gotten yourself into? Mm. Now, this idea that every single time things are not what they seem for Sammy. You were just looking at his poor face and feeling a million different oh. emotions for him. It's his acting which is tremendous, but again, like I don't think I don't think we can underestimate the added details of like dress self up nicely because Sammy and yet again in his t shirt they might have been looking like they were repeating the bit. They found new little ways to make these one distinguish from the other, and I think that's important yeah. for the running success of all of this.
1: So we get a recap from last week of L.A. Night, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking for Bray Wyatt and then the Devil Mask and the the phone light, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then we see the 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 footage of uh, a kidnapped L.A. Night tied up with a Devil Mask on his face and um, getting assaulted basically by yeah. whoever it's done this to him. Uh, and Uncle Howdy's quoting the Three Little Pigs as the. He goes all fuzzy as well. Uh, and then LA Knights walking backstage. So he, he was released. He <laughs> <laughs> a, w- a temporary w- kidnapping. Yeah. Um He loves those Triple H, doesn't he? And yeah, he's uh he's storming to the ring. Uh, just the whole, let me talk to you. Gets a good reaction. He goes, right, shut up. <laughs> he says, look, I don't need to go over this in detail. I've been blindsided. I've been cheap shot all the all that the last few weeks. Uh, but I'm here knocking on Bray Wyatt's front door. He says, Bray, you're the one of the biggest stars in wrestling. You're a former world champion. Your return was the most hyped up ever. Since then, you just looked stupid and talked and talked without actually saying anything.
2: Brilliant. Like, I just want to... Hang on, one second.
1: And I mean... <laughs>
0: Folks, where's the lie?
2: That, but with a massive pop. Like, thank you, LA Knight, for speaking for all of us that don't feel like we can speak on not particularly liking Bray Wyatt, less a bunch of mutants come for us. I love that this character is the one that he's feeding with. I've got some feelings on what's f- about to follow, but I can't really fault LA Knight's involvement yeah. in it or the placement of this specific character as a guy basically trying to poke holes in it. This is not, Seth- I know LA Knight would cower later, this is not Seth Rollins cowering in a corner, screaming when yeah. The Fiend first, <laughs> when The Fiend was first like leering in on Seth Rollins' face. This is a very different way of approaching Bray Wyatt being spooky, mm. and I like it. Um,
1: he says, Look, I know it was you who attacked me, Bray, whatever version you want to call it. It was you. Um, so what I need to do, and he gets really fired up, and uh, you know, uh, you know, it's a cheat code from I love LA Nightmare. Yep. He's there like, <laughs> Bray. Put on whatever mask, whatever costume you need to, and walk down here and get your ass stomped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah.
2: Working himself up at it a fit of friends. In, yeah, yeah, was, was tremendous. Crowder Brilliant. with him. yeah. Bray White even
1: comes out and goes, Oh, yeah, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, man. Sick of you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he says, Chicago, I miss you.
2: And he gets a great reaction. I saw um in Chicago, yet again, uh, at the Raw after Survivor Series. Do you know what the, uh, wasn't a great Raw, was not a great <laughs> Raw. Although I did, it was, uh, I'll tell you what, there was an origin story of that Raw, that uh, Rey Mysterio won the US title and Dominic put him on his shoulders. Uh, so a bit of a podcast LTST there. But do you know what the dark main event of that Raw was? No. 2019 Survivor Series, Universal title on the line in a three-minute match. The Fiend in a steel cage against heel Drew McIntyre. So good, Al. I only stayed to watch because that many people were leaving. We realized that by sitting around, we would miss the traffic. <laughs> we had to, like, do Why the maths on the plane. Why is everyone stood up? Why is <laughs> everyone stood yeah. up? I never it. get it. Uh, so, yeah. I'd stand up on a plane if the screen on the seat was playing The Fiend versus Drew McIntyre in a steel cage. <laughs> Excuse me, can we open the emergency door? <laughs>
1: Uh, he says, oh, I'm sick of you, uh, L.A. Knight. Um, sick of this game we're playing. I'm, hey, man, I'm being honest. You're barking up the wrong tree, man. Uh, I laid a hand on you. Uh, but we both know how this story ends. He gets up on the apron. And he says, look, I'm giving you one last chance to deliver your message. Make it worth my while. And L.A. Knight does not need a second invitation. As Wyatt climbs in the ring, he gets his ass stomped out, yep. uh, quite rightly, in the corner. Punches, kicks, and all that. And then suddenly, all the creepy, creepy stuff. Yeah. Uncle Howdy's video plays on the Tron. He's a oh, little pig. They're the same person, so I'm just going to do the same <laughs> little. little pig, little pig, man. Or well, they're not obviously the same person. I don't know why I've said that. have actually just seen them two. In the, it doesn't matter. Little pig, what have you done? You want to see something really scary? And then... Uncle Howdy arrives, the terrifying presence emerges from the smoke, cackling, terrifying. Everyone in attendance, LA night, freaked out, takes off. And Bray Wyatt can't believe, but can believe exactly (laughs) at the same time what he's seeing. Um, Oscar-worthy stuff, this.
2: Oh, God. Oh, you. Uh, You want to see something scary? Yes, please. Well, I'm afraid I haven't got that, but I've got Uncle Howdy for you. (laughs) What the frig was this? Uh, you ever seen the South Park with Slash from Guns N' Roses yep. basically playing like a Santa Claus figure? That was immediately what I thought of. For those that haven't watched, um, and I know with SmackDown, it ain't that many because it's the best show of the week, yeah.
1: I've, I, by the way, no, I don't care. I hate ratings talk. Okay. Um, and I, I don't care about it. Apart um, from when it's funny. Yeah. Um, but I can only imagine that, you know, normally it's like, uh let's just say two million and then it goes down to one point eight million and it goes up to uh, yeah two point yeah. one million. It should just be a straight line. Yeah. Because if anyone watched the beginning of this, heard that Sami Zayn was going to be made in on, in more than an honorary use an um, official member of the bloodline. If I was watching that with someone, right? And in a, a reasonable time, you know, we live in a, if we lived in America oh my God. and uh you could just watch it at a normal time. If someone said, oh, there's just an ad break. I'm just going to see if anything else is on. I'd literally break their fingers if they reached the (laughs) remote on this show. Uh, But what were we talking about?
2: Sadly, Uncle Howard. Oh, yeah. Um, This was piss poor. This was rubbish. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Um, If you're a fan of Bray Wyatt and his stuff, then you probably got a lot out of this. The building uh, made noise. Good for it. (laughs) If I'd have been in there, I will I can't pretend that I wouldn't have reacted in some way. Uh, he was having a laugh, holding, like, his lapel, or at least, like, holding his arms <laughs> up by his... He did do the Howdy by his, t- his hat as well. Howdy with his hat. Out of sync to the soundtrack that was played over the top. The cuts between Howdy and Bray Wyatt's, like, face somehow served to undermine both. Yeah. So it was really badly shot and presented. But the visual of Uncle on the ramp was this, you know, this takeaway, I guess. If you're into this world... I can only assume you got what you needed. We've already, we've done the news to get today, and that'll be dropping later. Um, but it's already been speculated that it's Bo Dallas. Mm-hmm. I would argue, personally, I don't know if you agree with me, that this could be a poison chalice for Bo Dallas. Oh, very nice. you like that? Yeah. Um, just in case anyone else gets out there with that terrible bit of wordplay Oof, and it yeah, sounds, scans as good content, it's not. But it just, if it is him, he's doomed. Because, not to be cruel or anything, but like, He's, he's Bo Dallas. Like he, he's not got magic powers now. He's the guy from the B team or the guy from the Misterage. Like a big hat and funny hair isn't going to make him dominant when the bell rings. The bell always has to ring. Yeah, it always has to ring in the end. Like saws Triple H. The bell saws Loomis, The bell always has mm. to ring. Sorry, Top Dollar.
0: Mm. <laughs> More on that later. The bell <laughs> always has
2: to ring. And whatever his powers are, whatever he did backstage to LA I, tipping stuff on top of him, laughing so the whole arena can hear. You could love the visual of this, but it ain't your next Undertaker. It's not even your next Gangrel. <laughs> it's, it's your first Bo Dallas in a Slash hat. Mordecai. It, it's, it's, not, it's not even that. Like, <laughs> Mordecai carried a big stick. I, I just, I don't know how people can watch this. And I tell you what no, I do. I know how people can watch this and they, they are not required to take this seriously. And they can call me a twat for talking on like this and going like, come on, it's just wrestling. There's other stuff that you just allow. So apparently we're not allowed that anymore, are we? Like, that's never the point I'm making. Mm. Like like what you like from this. But we've said it a million times. Every universe, even a WWE one, has to have rules. It has to have rules. And Bray Wyatt, what was the phrase that you always used? I would like, a manic episode. Your psychotic episode. Uncle Howdy was like a psychotic episode of his. where even So when he's saying I didn't do it, he actually believes it? Yeah. I could have I'm not suggesting I would have enjoyed it, but I could have tolerated that. And there was that one week where Bray gave him that death stare through the ropes. I was like, oh, there might be something there. I was actually concerned by what was going to happen to LA Knight based on that look that Bray Wyatt gave him. Now he's just got a hard mate. <laughs>
0: that's
2: that's what Uncle he Howdy is. He's a hard mate. Bray Wyatt is a truth telling babyface with a hard mate, and his mate even that hard. He looks ridiculous. Mm. He looks stupid in a funny hat and jacket. And a, a mask that you can't quite see his face yet. So, what? So now we have to. Is go
1: Uncle on. Howdy going to wrestle in the mask or, or how's it going to work? I, this is this is the thing. So, I, I, you know, I'm not into this, yeah. but I'm also not completely out of it. I, morbid fascination I look is a at phrase it. I often use. Yeah, I want
2: to look at it a bit more, but I don't think it's good. And furthermore, Bray White's already buried Uncle Howdy, right? Because Uncle Howdy, using his magic powers, I guess, tipped bins on top of LA and I. Ooh, spooky bin tipper, yeah. right? Bray Wyatt came out and said if it was me, I'd finish the job. So who's harder? <laughs> you or your weird, creepy uncle, who apparently you've had the whole time and just never thought to mention all those years when things are going, John Cena was kicking your ass. Why didn't yeah. you just deploy Uncle Howdy to tip some bins on him? Yeah. Like, I just, I, this was very, very clearly going to be for the people that enjoy it and very, very much not for the people that don't. <laughs> so where are we at? We're exactly where we've been at all along with Bray Wyatt. People that love him, people that do not get it and never will. And nothing has changed. <laughs> get, 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 like, three faces of Foley in the 98 Royal Rumble. Like, I want Uncle Howdy Bray Wyatt, Eater of Worlds, Fiend. Like, how many, like, oh. Mercy the Buzzard, like, on Bray Wyatt's hand, just walking, like, right down the ring, like, he's got to wear an entire black morph suit or a green screen <laughs> morph suit or something, and it's just Mercy the Buzzard. <laughs> Gave him five spots. <laughs> he, he wins as Mercy, but it's just a morph suit, and it's Mercy pointing at the side <laughs> with, like, the Mercy Buzzard. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uncle howdy man let it play out I haven't missed if I'm honest uh, much about Twitter but one of the first things I do when I inevitably get enslaved by it again in the new year and I will mm. I'm a sucker for it ultimately is uh, check out Fiend's Mind like I oh. want to know what Fiend's Mind has yeah. been thinking about Uncle Howdy
0: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be...
2: So, uh, let's go to I mean, Yeah, thank God. And there's a difference. Like, stri- sorry. In, but, like, stars. Immediately. Biggest star in all goddamn industry. Somebody that's, like, moreover than any point in Bray Wyatt's career in a three-month run on the main roster. The difference. One was, segment to the next. It was like difference. when he
1: showed up at SummerSlam. Like, oh, thank God, here he is. Yeah. We're saved. Uh, and then more speculation. is saying going to become an official member of the bloodline later on tonight. Tease, tease, tease. And then it was time for a... Bloody fantastic intercontinental championship I mean, yeah. match. You and I went into this going, right, if this is booked on an indie show, for example, it's amazing. Yep. But if Vince McMahon books this match, it's horrible and oh, imagine what we could have had. He did. Title
2: change earlier this year. Of course, yeah. Good, not amazing. Well, Un- completely forgettable. Perfect example. You've already forgotten about it. Yeah. That's like, and, and that's not you. That's everybody. You were encouraged to forget WWE stuff. I will not forget this for a long
1: time. No. I adored this match, and I think they played both characters perfectly, and I think the result was spot on, played out brilliantly. I'll run through the match and get your thoughts on it. From the moment you had them come out, pomp and ceremony of it all, big introductions, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and. Postman Pierce just going, yeah, I've I've watched the show, so you two piss off to the back. We're going to make this one-on-one. Brilliant. Perfect from the word go. Um, Starts off, Ricochet starts kicking Gunther, Gunther starts kicking Ricochet to be like, you're not flipping around on this one, (laughs) because um, that's what Ricochet was going to do and did in the early stages. We talked about this on the preview, that... He shouldn't get chopped for quite some time Mm. because Ricochet should use his speed and agility, as he did, to try and work circles around Gunther. But when Gunther gets his hands on him, then you see what hard Ricochet's (laughs) got. Because Ricochet gets shoved to ringside. Ricochet skins the cat. Um, Gunther catches him with a German suplex, but Ricochet inexplicably lands on his feet, dodges a big boot Matrix style, and then hits Gunther with an the soon, soon The moment that happened, I was like, cool. We're in for a yeah. banger after banger here. Um, Gunther fights back. Uh, drops Ricochet on the apron, takes us to our first break of the match. Uh, when we come back, that's when we get the first hard chop, starts dominating with a series of chops, uh, slams him, puts him in a Boston Crab, uh, but Ricochet breaks free and fires back, uh, and then Gunther just eats that and nails him with his spinning back- backbreaker that looked like he legitimately broke his spine. Yeah. Uh, Puts him in the Boston Crab again, transitions into a crossface. Ricochet's getting tortured, uh, gets hit with another chop, gets put in a sleeper. Ricochet escapes, tries to pick Gunther up. Gunther slips out and just nails him in the kidneys. It just just doubles him over, Um, keeps hitting him with chops. Ricochet fires back up, running dropkick in the corner. Goes to suplex Gunther, but he just can't get him out, Uh, get him up even. Gunther counters with a slam and a running drop kick, goes for a powerbomb, but Ricochet sends him to ringside with a hurricane rana uh, and takes over with a running drop kick off the apron and a oh picture-perfect moonsault uh, to take us to another break. Uh, when we come back, Ricochet hits another dive. Um, Gunther gives Ricochet a German off the top rope, but again, Ricochet lands on his feet. Uh, Gunther recovers, though. Hard clothesline, gets him a near fall. Crowd are well behind Ricochet at this point. Uh, Gunther goes for his big top rope splash, but Ricochet gets his feet up and finally gets Gunther off and, and basically hits a brainbuster. Oh my
2: god! I can't reach the button, but Jesus Christ, a shooting star here.
1: press. You know, and I said on the preview, I say this all the time with these sorts of matches. Make me just think for a second: Are they going to do a tag change here? here shooting star was. press, right? You go, all right. I mean, that's the bit where they go. But near fall, finish, right? Brain bust into a shooting star press. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Building, building unglued at this point. Huge pop for a near fall. This is awesome chant. More than deserved. Uh, Ricochet, I like the visual of him just taking the tape off his mm-hmm. hands. I'm just like, right, I'm going to have to use everything I've got left. Just, you know, swing for the fences sort of thing. Rocks Gunther with a super kick. Gunther just comes back and just... Oh, Whales yeah. on him with his chop. He hits that power bomb of his, and you think, okay, that's the finish. Stacks him up. One, two. Ricochet kicks out. Oh, my God. Gunther's like, what on earth? Ricochet, with his last ounce of energy, just slaps Gunther across the face. Just nails him with a shot, and Gunther fires up. Hits the, I think it's called the Last Symphony. Yeah. And gets the one Two, three. Post-match, Imperium come out and they go to attack Ricochet. Braun Strowman chases him off. That's setting up what's coming next. But we're going to disregard that because this match, oh my God. what a performance from these two gentlemen.
2: Oh, my God. If you watch WWE every single week, as we do, and we're very blessed to do it in a professional capacity, but I would do it in a personal one anyway because I'm an idiot. If you watch WWE every single week, um, this is what you watch it for ultimately. You are not serviced enough of this in truth, and I'll get onto that after the match. But... I just loved the bones of this, and I would encourage anybody that listens to this podcast more to keep up rather than uh, keep switched on. Please go out of your way to find time for this. It's not long. It doesn't it doesn't beg. It's under 20 minutes, I think. Yeah, Maybe. about 20, I think, yeah. 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 It, it, like, it doesn't beg for loads and loads of your time, but you'll be rewarded for every second you invest in it. An absolutely fabulous WWE television match by any standard set. Um, which is not something we should be surprised about from either of these two, but specifically from Gunther, who is stacking up these TV title offences now. Four or five in a year where anybody that says you can't wrestle within the WWE formula and make it entertaining is proven wrong by yeah. a match of this standard, and Gunther's done it before in, across a series of different opponents. Ricochet knowing exactly when. Ricochet is so... The thing is about Ricochet, right? He's so supremely talented, but of course because of his size, and by which I mean his height, he was always going to be forced to play, like, sympathetic babyface. But the problem Rickshaw has when playing a sympathetic babyface is he can do things with his body that nobody in the world could (laughs) do. And he's jacked and he's handsome and he's all of these things that aren't necessarily going to lend much sympathy to him. Mm. It's this, like, Anywhere else, he's not required to be sympathetic. He's just required to be awesome. But it's this Vince McMahon thing. There's a carryover, unfortunately, in the WWE until Triple H has eradicated it. Where if you're littler, or if you flip and flop and fly, then unfortunately, sympathy, pal, go out there and get it. And he can't. Mm. Look at him, right? I can't do what he can ever do, and I never will. <laughs> I'm not supposed to relate it to Ricochet. I'm supposed to marvel at him. This was the perfect compromise. Vince McMahon himself, the rotten old pervert, would have enjoyed this just <laughs> as much. Because you get this awe-inspiring athleticism from Ricochet. But the timing of the cut-offs, the timing of Gunther's physical dominance and Ricochet's selling of just wanting to hit that suplex until he converts it into that twisting brain buster mm. made you sympathize with Ricochet. I'm sympathizing the guy with the guy that's got an eight-pack when I'm currently <laughs> rubbing a one, like when it gets to this time of day and I'm starting to need a Burger King. Like, <laughs> just the most incredible and yet simplistic physical storytelling mm. of like of that midsection that Gunther had stretched and like pulled at his legs and pulled at his neck. You imagined... Ricochet's beautiful abs and beautiful frame getting snapped in two as yeah. a way for him to not be able to do the physical things. And why does Gunther want to stop him? Because he knows that if he can't stop him and he hits him, he might lose his Intercontinental title, which is, what we, which is what earns the near fall of that shooting star press off the Brain Buster that has the crowd absolutely losing it. And this leads me to a wider point. This match was absolutely fantastic and this conversation should be about, well, Ricochet and Gunther just had an awesome SmackDown match. But I couldn't get away from the fact the Triple H's biggest failing at the moment is these quiet crowds. It is because he has a roster with a diverse range of talents and skills. Not everybody can have a Gunther and Ricochet match, but Seth Rollins can have a Seth Rollins match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chad Gable can have a Chad Gable match. Bianca Belair can have a Bianca Belair match. And so on and so on and so on. They're all different wrestlers. Rhea Ripley. Different wrestlers, different skills. Dominic Mysterio is doing it. So there's an example. I know it's going to sound like I'm taking the piss. His job is to get his ass kicked and not really realise that he's needing the help of his three hard mates to get it done. And he's doing it, right? Every match should be over on its own terms because of the quality of this roster. It shouldn't be getting five minutes longer than needed or being told to follow WWE Bland TV format. Yes. Because this had commercial breaks. Two. Two. This was on television. This was slow it down just a second, then bring it back. And yet it wasn't, like, emotionally stunted by that. It was instead... Everybody swinging for the fences by the end, of the fans just coming up and coming down again and coming up again, making the noise. The symphony is the perfect term because we've associated that with Wardlow's power buttons, mm. and we can now associate it with Gunther's finishing stretches. I thought this end to end ruled, and the, you know what? And the thing is as well, I feel happy that I don't feel like a dick for saying it would rule on. Yeah, pre- saying it would rule on a preview. We put this over in the tournament. We put over the likelihood of the quality of this match as soon as it was announced. Um, even though. They were building Gunter's next feud within the body of the tournament with Braun. It didn't take away from this on the night because the wrestlers are supposed to be able to make you forget and make you feel. They nailed this.
1: This personified what I think we all hoped for when Triple H took over. Yeah. You had a a, a jaw-dropping television IC title match. that wasn't going to just be, you know, screwed out of a finish or just done again on pay-per-view or whatever it may be. You've got two guys who were nowhere Mm. under Vince McMahon. Yes, you know, he was like, we're going to give him a Nazi name and so you could tell where, what direction they were going to go in with Gunther.
2: And he was about to drop him. Vince, he was about to, like, lose the belt. And yeah, go. It was ne- oh, yeah, he was
1: never going to be this unkillable monster. I think he's terrifying now. You could easily drop him into a world title feud tomorrow and he would be believable as someone who could... You know, let's say, for example, down the road, because you wouldn't put him and Roman together right now. You could easily be someone you're like, cool, so Cody's going to hold the title for a month and this guy's going to take it off him? Like, perfect. And Ricochet was dead. He was done. He was, go out and do some flipping around. Either you or Reggie. Doesn't really matter to me. Mm -hmm. Now, no offense to Reggie. I don't know where he's gone, actually. Yeah, I haven't seen him. in. Yeah, I should probably check the scripts to see what they've got planned for him. Um... But Ricochet now, I'll buy him as a contender in the Rumble. I can't wait to see what he does in there. I don't think he's going to win it, obviously. But he's more than just, hey, guys, hey, kids, look, here's Ricochet.
2: I hope so. And I I said this the first time they were paired together on screen. I could get on board with the big man, little man, Ricochet, Braun Strowman team. Yeah. I could get on board as much as Ricochet could get on Braun's shoulders to do high spots off them. I'll say this, for where we're at with Gunther... I desperately, and I will be passionately invested in this, but maybe not for all the right reasons, I desperately don't want him to lose that Intercontinental title to Braun. No, no, right? no, no, no. Because that match could be great, and Braun should give him a hell of a fight, and Gunther he's going to have to do something that he's not done previously. Beat, it's like slapping around Ray or Nakamura or Ricochet, to a lesser extent, Sheamus. But he's going to have to pull out something else to beat Braun. But I want him to beat Braun, because there is you named Cody there. I can think of a Cody... This is going to sound fanciful. I can think of a must-fart, Ali. Yes! I can think of certain people that will defeat Gunther for that Intercontinental title that will be made as a result of it because I felt it with Ricochet here. There is a type of wrestler, a type of babyface now that has to be the one to slay this beast and it shouldn't be brawn. So, I will have a lot of anxiety around that title match. doesn't need the title, but imagine if Gunther versus
1: Brock at Mania is for the title.
2: Oh, man. Like, uh, yeah. I kind of like that is so hard to call isn't it that is so hard Brock to predict Brock there's just
1: a marquee match regardless yeah But Gun- you'd assume but oh world title stuff I see title that's you've, you've rehabilitated the title 100% in my eyes if and you Brock's do that.
2: like the streak ender and, uh, and yeah that's and then maybe that beats Brock and you're like and he beats him yeah like, like oh god who's s- going to stop him super hard to call and like we're saying that off the back of it, again, a TV intercontinental yeah. title match. It is a There are there are ways in which Raw especially could be better. And it's for more booking like this.
1: Smackdown really hit its stride for me here. Because then we go to the back and Roman Reigns is there. Paul Heyman's. And Jimmy Oso walks in and he's like, well, we got planned tonight, boss. Um He's saying, you know, he could be he's excited for Sammy. You know, he's been... He's been very UC. Is he going to become, become a member of the bloodline? But then he's also hedging his bets by going, <laughs> but I also understand family. Uh, and he's got a friendship with Kevin Owens. So yeah. Whatever you decide to do, boys, mm-hmm. I'll stick with you. And uh, Reigns tells Heyman to to get the postman in here. Heyman gets out his phone and goes,
2: Carl Pierce. Right. This is, there's a, many reasons why the bloodline is a dream uh, group, story, whatever for WWE but one of them is just because it's become the latest way to do an exposition dump and get away with it. Jimmy Uso comes in and does what every WWE promo has to do, which is basically lay out every single detail of the story for the thickest person in the back of the bus, right? He doesn't need to, but we get it anyway. And the whole time, you kind of become Roman yourself, where you listen to Jimmy, rabbit on, protect himself, preserve his place in the bloodline, and then for Roman to no-sell the whole thing and just go, why is and Jimmy has to sit there and say, yep, yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. An inspired bit of WWE talent. How do you get away with one thing just to do the other? This was sublime. Yeah. I, I, could, I, I couldn't take my I eyes off I don't Roman. care
1: about the convoluted nature yeah. at all because I,
2: I love this so much. I'm sitting there with Roman being like, yeah, what we what we're gonna do, Roman? Mm. As if because we can just tend to be on his side for this bit and then be on Sammy's for the next yeah. bit. It's how it allows you to move around the room into the bodies of the characters that I think is so inspired. So, Postman Pierce comes in and Heyman reveals that the, the uh,
1: tribal chief mm-hmm. wants a match. Right, Reigns and Sammy Zayn versus Kevin Owens and a partner of his choosing for the SmackDown that comes from Tampa on the thirtieth of December. And literally, he says that, and I go. Oh! Right, because I ejaculated in my pants because <laughs> I literally went oh my god December 30th John Cena's going to be there and me and you were talking on Friday about the fact that hmm, it's kind of gone under the radar no one's noticed this yeah. but he hasn't had a match this year and he's always had a match and I thought and then the bit of me was like calm down Adam you know tidy yourself up and then calm down because you know we've been hurt before
2: so, I want to say that's really good that's a really good spot of yours, Will uh Because I didn't. Didn't you? I swear I didn't, right? I uh, sat there and, like, the good WWE brain fan I am went, Oh my God, Roman's resting on TV and he's with Sammy and Sammy and Kevin. The idea of them just tagging is great. Divided loyalties. That's the story. That's all I need to think about. It's going to be bloody Dream McIntyre, <laughs> or like, or maybe somebody I like, like Johnny Gargano. But the point is, it's going to be yeah. the story. Is Roman is doing this puppet master stuff to make to test Sammy and all the rest of it. And the the, the you know, I'm presuming that we're probably going to have Owens at the Rumble. So there's that tease for that. Mm. And it's just that's where my head is. And Roman, like I was basically Adam Pearce. I'm, I'm getting Roman on SmackDown. That's really cool. Yeah. Like that, that. And I was it. I was completely content with it. I had forgotten that entire thing. And it only, like, heightened my excitement in the main event. And I just, I genuinely felt like, and obviously it wasn't the case for you, and maybe not for others, and I'm just, like, I was hungover maybe still, but I just sort of felt like, that's a misdirect. Mm. You've, you've told me about Roman and Sammy tagging and Kevin being on the other side. You've basically not given me any reason to think of anything else yeah. before the 30th. And I, just, I was sent off in a completely different direction. I hate ras- wrestling, man. Like, I was more than ready to be like, well...
1: You know, Wednesday's my last day at What culture? Not forever, although, you know, you never know. Uh, <laughs> um, I was all ready to be like, well, that's me done for the year. Yeah. See wrestling on the 2nd of January or whatever. I'd keep vague tabs, mm-hmm. but I was never going to sit down. I'm, I wanted be. We a, don't I, need to beat around the bush.
2: NXT. Yeah, yeah obviously. You watch watch
1: that religiously. Yeah. But, and I was going to keep an eye on the inevitable elite winning the next couple of the best of seven matches and stuff and the title matches. But mm-hmm. I do not think anything major was going to happen that I was going to miss out on. So I did, I wanted to make sure I didn't look stupid when I came back into work in the new year, but I wasn't going to dedicate the same amount of time I does do because I b- burnt out. It's been a long old year, mm-hmm. right? And I went, oh, cool, clear the schedule for uh, New Year's Eve because I'll be watching <laughs> Smackdown immediately. I might stay up. I might stay up. I might say, well, December 31st, I'll be staying awake till past midnight. It's December so, 30th, isn't it? So yeah. It's New
2: Year's Eve Eve. Yeah. So obviously oh, so you could watch it, then go to bed, then your sleep pattern's right for New Year's Eve. Very good. I haven't seen any in years, even about six years. I, tr- I, tr- I, try and, I try and hit the sack around a good, like, sort of solid 10, 10.30.
1: Right, moving on, because I, I realize I've rambled on a bit there, but yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> there was a lovely video package for Tribute to the Troops, um, which we haven't got time to talk about. Yep. I'm sure it was lovely over the weekend. Yeah. And then, just to clarify, I'll have a, my notes on this are brief. Uh, mm-hmm. I apologize to the uh, five other people involved in this match, because on a show featuring the return of John Cena, yep. the arrival of Uncle Howdy, and a late contender for Match of the Year yep. for between Ricochet and Gunther. The person who stole the show yes. was top dollar. Yeah. Not for the right reasons, no. but I load up Twitter on the next day, after this show, going, uh, Cena, blah, blah, and I yeah. did a tweet, obviously, just encapsulating all that, and all everyone was talking about was not John Cena, was not Uncle Howdy, was not this IC title match? It was top dollar, right? So it's the six six person three way yeah. tag title match. Legado del Fantasma, who I thought looked really good in this as well, actually.
2: Well, to, to Legado, this didn't. We kind of talked about this in the preview. This was a little bit like somebody's got to impress disappointed dad. Yeah, six person tag match, wasn't it? Like there, there was a sort of this this undercurrent of I'm really disappointed. In all ears. What yeah. have any of you got? Show me what you got. Yeah, And they did. And they did, yeah.
1: Viking Raiders with Valhalla, of course. Yeah, uh, And then Hit Row, Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dollar. Mm. So I'll be honest, I can't remember what happened prior to... Everyone's hitting big moves, basically, and the the ring is cleared and they're all on the outside and they're all clustering up like quails, as some yeah. people might say. Uh, and waiting for a big dive. The dive that Top Dollar's kind of been teasing for quite a few weeks now. Yep. And he looks down the hard cam and he does his little hand sign. And it's like, wow, this is ridiculous. This guy shouldn't be able to fly over the top rope. And he comments is like, here we go. Mm. And he goes to the dive and he barely clears the top rope. He sort of face plants the apron oh. and then just sort of bumbles over it into the, the men who were waiting to catch him outside and yeah. in the end just sort of took a flailing leg to the face if they were lucky. Michael Cole, who's watched a turnaround he's had in my eyes in Good recent call years. call this was actually, yeah. Was like, well, I guess that's why I didn't <laughs> try that very after. Just instantly buried it. It was horrific botch. Yeah. He's limping around. I think he, to be fair, had got injured before this. Yeah. He's fine, according to his Twitter anyway, regardless. Uh-huh. The the women who are part of these tag teams all take each other out. Vega takes out... Actually, Vega gets involved and takes out Ashanti the Adonis. Mm-hmm. And then Vega, B-Fab, and Valhalla fight around ringside. And Vega
2: tapes uh, takes out B-Fab and Valhalla with a moonsault. Which and was nearly missed, by the way. And was by far and away the most awesome spot of the yeah. match. You caught, like, the tail end of this, like, beautiful moonsault with an awesome crescent. So good. that so The camera missed because they were too busy focusing on top dollar falling flat on his face. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: He fell, flat
2: <laughs> Actually, he fell flat on his head, yeah. um, and then Hit
1: Row sort of hit their finish with a oh, limping top dollar God. for the one, two, three. They're fighting for the tag titles next week, and if they're the ones who take the tag titles off the Usos, then Triple H might have to resign in the
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, we are not, and this applies to every wrestling company. We cover every wrestling match we watch. We are not people that luxuriate in botches. Um, not least because obviously some of them can be of great physical expense to the wrestlers and look, they fall on the back when they're doing what's supposed to happen and they fall on the next when they're doing what's supposed to happen. Yeah. They put their bodies on the line every time they go out there. I don't wish for anybody to suffer an injury and let me just say this, I've not been the kindest to Hit roll and Top Dollar specifically on these reviews uh, because I don't think they're good at anything. But, <laughs> but away from that, that bit when... Hey, hey, hey. beef fab and Shanti the Adonis are alright. yeah sometimes. That finish, I was so worried for Top Dollar. you know. I wasn't lost in the moment and the magic of the match. when the shout out to the Adonis is like, pick him up. I was like, I'm going, yeah, please pick him up. And he kind of get any weight under his legs and he just about gets mm. him up and round. It's like a, if anybody's not seen it or watched this yet, it's kind of like a double, almost like a scorpion death yeah. drop deal where Top Dollar holds him up and... Shanty drives him down. And the top dollar's got to do the work because he's the bigger guy for the team. He's got to do the heavy, mm-hmm. the literal heavy lifting. And his knees look like the buckling underneath because he's blown at least one of them out ahead of doing this dive, which is how he's got no leap, which is how he's tipped over the top. He's uh, I would describe it as madcap Moss himself. And when Drew tried to do that? And like Madcap Moss's incredibly strong neck sustained him pile driving himself on the ring. Top dollar did that on the apron, which I don't know if you know is the hardest part of the ring. Yeah. Right. So like it's a t shirt that tells me that now. Amazing that he got up. I reckon shirt like pat it out the ass Top Dollar almost baby faced himself for me in this spot because he completely f***s it up right <laughs> but while everybody is forced to sell this like the cast members they are he does this little catwalk up the aisle being like top dollar in the house like he's freaking Kenny Omega off a of Terminator dive it, like, he does not care that he screwed this up and everybody looks ridiculous. I'm like, I'm into that. Yeah. Like, first time, you finally... had Pat th- Drew when he came out. Exactly that. It's like, hmm, um, I'm interested in this. Some in Problem comes when, obviously, they can barely hit the finish because his leg's knackered. And as you point out, the visual in your head of them defeating the Usos is frankly disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm appalled by the prospect of, like, hit road defeating the Usos. We'll not be rooting for it one bit. Not in a billion years, I would bet my house... Like, on the USO's retaining. Uh, not, a, not a split second of me. Remember, that, what was the one we to Even if recent? they were maybe thinking, you
1: know what, that'd be a bit of a surprise. After this match, they like, were well, not doing that. Yeah,
2: like, if yeah, that was it, if somehow, let's line them up, really shock the world. And then you say that, wipe them off the board straight away. <laughs> this is less suspenseful than that time when the New Day were like, and hey, Brawling Brutes, we're waiting for you With you win two. <laughs> Like, <laughs> two of those recently. And i got to say, right, I, like, the had an all right night. Um... I don't think this Viking Raiders thing is working either, truthfully. I was quite encouraged by the week one, beat down of those mm. jobbers. I think that's been normalised. Uh, Hit Row, Hit Row, crap. Hit Row are rubbish. I'm sorry, they are rubbish. Send them back to NXT. Bin the gimmick. Start again. Nobody are you no- saying if
1: you put an S in front of Hit Row, that's what you think You have my about. exact opinion of Hit Row.
2: I'd, like, start them again. The the Adonis can goo, probably. B-Fab needs more training. There's no shame in that. Like, top dollar needs training. Not more, just needs training. Mm. Like, he's Doesn't lost... Doesn't need lo- any more trainers? No. Well, I'm not delving into that world because he, quote-unquote, destroyed the Young Bucks when they dared to buy some Nikes. Like, they Top dollar, by the way, like, he's looking good. Yeah, he's, he's like, lost he's, loads of weight, hasn't he? he yeah, He's shedding some weight in that. And, like, it's... I. This was... I can't, You cannot... We, we're very fortunate, right? We're the ones. Number one wrestling podcast. You cannot... Use a platform where you know for a fact some people are going to be on it to like, like create a pylon, mm. but that is what the extent of Top Dollar's dive was because they all had to lie there pretending they were being piled on.
1: I, I think, think it, was, it was, I think j- it was the double whammy of not only him doing the dive, but it, like the fact he's teased it for weeks and the fact he's like looking down the hardcom, like
2: set your DVRs, yeah, here yeah. it comes, and then <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Like, you know, who did a dive like three times, Kevin Nash. Like they were, like, And I'm pretty sure all of them were on pay-per-view. Did one against Mabel, because what the frig else is that match going to have? <laughs> did one in a lumberjack match where there was 30 guys to catch him. Mm. Uh, openly mocked in TNA the idea he would yes. do one. Ran the ropes and then did nothing. Like, just do what you're good at. And I know for Top Dollar, he must be looking in the mirror and being like, well, what's that then? Mm. Like, and, uh, that's not my problem. That's not my question to answer, Top. Figure that out yourself, Mr. Dollar. Like, but... Figure out what you're good at and do that. Mm. Present those shows where you get pissed off, where people want to own their own possessions instead of donating them to WWE. You seem pretty <laughs> good at that. Like, do what you're good at. And that's like a message to all wrestlers, just yeah. so it doesn't seem like we're piling on top dollar because dives in it. I'm not sure wrestling's it, to be honest. I'll tell you
1: what um, Ronda Rousey's good at. Zingers.
2: She might be. Raquel
1: Rodriguez is chatting backstage. She's yeah. got a dislocated or broken elbow, whatever it was. She's still recovering from it, but there's a gauntlet match next week to determine the number one contender. She's like, you know what? I think you're telling me there's a chance. Mm-hmm. I think I might just be cleared for it. You know,
2: Triple H has bought in a bunch of mid carders that he's beaten every week, so I
1: think I have got a hell of a chance. I elevate it and take <laughs> care of it. Yeah. I might be all right. I'm going to beat everyone next week, and then I'm going to beat Ronda Rousey from the title. And uh <laughs> just like Beetlejuice, say a name, and she arrives, she comes a flying in with Shayna Baszler. There's still some of there. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Changing on this, I'm sticking to my guns here. I will admit Ronda Rousey has not had a good 2022, but there is something there. And if you can drill down into it, then you, can pr- you might even be able to still sell me on Becky versus Ronda as a main event of one of the nights of WrestleMania because <laughs> they kick the crap out of Raquel Rodriguez. And you know my love for Raquel Rodriguez. They isolate her arm. Yeah. I think Shayna says something like, oh, we know quite a bit about arms, don't we, Ronda? <laughs> you can stamp on it and kick it and bend it in all these places. And then Ronda at the end goes, <laughs> I think you should be fine. I said
2: 20 minutes should do it. I was like, yeah, there's still something there, man. I swear, like, I find myself after these Ronda Rousey, Shayna Beza segments, like, staring at my hands like I work for NXT. Like, it's the duality of ham. Like, I kind (laughs) of, I know these matches are crap. And I know that the tag matches where Shane is there to be like, I'll get him, boss! And then she gets rolled up yeah. with a music distraction or whatever is useless. I know it is. That shotty, disaster at the Survivor Series was wrong for like six different reasons. Yeah, it was like, so bad. I couldn't even isolate in one take why that match was so bad. And yet, I am 100% with you on this. Like, I sit 20 minutes was funny. Clean up an Isle Green remains one of my stupid so bad it's good lines of the year. This is what Ronda does. They kick ass backstage and deliver an act like, knowingly awful zinger. Yes. Like, her kid is not even one, or is one maybe, and she's got the embarrassing mom patter of uh, someone that's got a teenager. Mm. She's just racing forward with it. Uh, I just, so much of it is useless. Mm. <laughs> that go, why do I get a kick out of this? Like, I think I want to see Ronda versus Raquel, if indeed that's where it's yeah. going. Yeah. And I get it. That's they, a perfect rumble. Man, Ronda actually. 2 is threatened by Raquel, so they're trying to keep her injured. They're trying to keep her away from the yes. title. I I get it. I think it's quite a fun story. But this is. Is it is it Pat? I don't know. Yes. I think it might be.
1: Main event time. Out comes the bloodline to a huge reaction. Uh, loads of oosie chants, and Rain says, Chicago. Acknowledge, acknowledge me. me. And I, think I just saw when he said those lines, I don't know why this specific time, I was like. Think of that a few years back. We're in Chicago, and Mm -hmm. he said, show me, show you respect to me, Roman Reigns. (laughs) And they were all like, yes, we do. We love you, Roman
2: Reigns. Samantha Irvin is like, Roman Reigns, that's the you cheer for him when he comes
1: out. Like, what a wild ride it's been. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he says, look, I haven't seen everyone. I haven't seen my family since since War Games. And he hugs everyone, and I'm like, uh, he's going down the line. Solo gets a hug. Jimmy gets a hug. Jay gets a hug. He's there. And he gets the full Daps hug yeah. and you just can tell Sammy is the best thing that's happened to him all week that. And uh, even um, Paul Heyman puts his arm around and like, you did good there. So. <laughs> and he says, so then, tonight's the night. And you're like, come on, come on. <laughs> well, tonight was supposed to be a good ah, night. And you're like, ah. oh God, that, what, is that, what does that mean for Sammy Zane? But he says, we've got a KO problem. And uh, he talks about Kevin Owens dragging Zane down. He said, Look, um, we're going to solve this problem, though, on December 30th, when me and Sammy Zayn take on Owens and a mystery partner. And Sami Zayn jumps all over this. He says, oh, I'm, I'm so honoured to be tagging with you, my tribal chief. And he says, Yeah, 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 yeah That Kevin Owens is a prick, actually. I've always thought that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what 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 kind of guy is he? I mean, I'm his only friend. <sighs> 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 What have you said, Sammy? Oh, my God. Poor oh, oh, building clock set. There's been two moments this year, and I know it's something that I'll say on Twitter, and I, you know, so take this with a pinch of Wilborn. Mm-hmm. There's been two moments this year when Roman Reigns has cut the best promo I've seen him do without saying a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn about the tribal chief, and Kevin Owens is my uh, is my own, I'm his only friend Yeah
2: And just a look What do they say Best acting is reacting Is that right
1: What's, The it's thing is The it. first one the, I love the zoom I'm going to give credit again To the WWE's production yeah. team The zoom of like Jake said what
2: Excuse me Yeah
1: This one was just slow mm-hmm. Of like And I mean We Were Yeah Friends We're not friends I misspoke I misspoke Driver chief I misspoke Oh and he said, yeah, we're going to beat his ass in Tampa. And he's he's rattling on about, yeah, doesn't matter who it is. Could be anyone. Could be anyone you think of. <laughs> the game I mean, a beat both of them. Oh, my God, has John Cena said oh surprise on the big trom? Yeah. God. And I was like, yeah, he's happening. And then, like, again, like, so Roman Reigns acknowledged in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Think about what how different that is. Me to John Cena. Oh, thank God, John Cena's here, <laughs> and he goes into the John Cena pattern from yesteryear yeah. of like, I got a text from my good old pal Kevin Owens saying He's said, you know, uh, you've had a tag match, you've had a match on uh, WWE TV every year for the last nineteen years, but not one in twenty twenty two. And then he's like, and he sent like some funny emojis, like mind blown emoji, eggplant emoji, Santa emoji, peach emoji. What's all that about, guys? Is that a sex <laughs> thing? Right, And I'm like, I love it. I'm just like, you know, me use me when I'm like, die. Oh, man, I'm like dying because it's, this is Cena.
2: You know the old adage that uh, everyone's got a mate that's a total c***. <laughs> and if it's uh, not, if, if you don't, then Sos, you're the c***. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. I'm relieved because John Cena's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know this to be 100% true because I am watching him rattle off this nonsense, and I've just got the biggest smile on my face. Yeah. And maybe it's because, literally, as he has made clear, because I only have to deal with it once a year. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, I got all the way through 2022. I was ready for just a tiny bit of John Cena. A
1: little bit of Cena, actually. No more,
2: no more, thanks. Once a year is good, but I just had the, a mile-wide grin as he was going. Like, he was doing all his, like, emoji patter and something. Was that like, a merman? Yeah. Is that some sort of dig at Roman Reigns looking like the guy who played Aquaman or something? I think so, right? and it's also he's also because he's Peacemaker as well. He was yeah. the Peacemaker
1: stuff as well, wasn't it?
2: For, oh, just and like and, and that he, was by the way that was while I was trying to get my head around the fact that he uh, looks like um, Hulk Hogan in 1993 when Jim Ross and commentary kept saying Hogan's uh, slimmed down quite yeah. a lot. I, I remember being a well, kid well, being I like that when I showed. That, it, is it, is it. that for? Um, It must be for his conditioning against Yokozuna. And then, like, a few years later, you realize exactly why Mm -hmm. he slimmed down.
1: So, anyway, Cena does basically what he used to do every week on Monday Night Raw of, like, trying to G up the crowd. But this time it works because for all the reasons we just laid out. He said, I'm not going to let that streak end. The last SmackDown of the year, December 30th. I will team with Kevin Owens against the osseous man in the world, Sami Zayn, and the leader of the bloodline, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. We're going to bring the fight to the bloodline. Yeah, um, make your list. Check it twice. Cena claws is coming to town. Ho, ho, holy sh! And the show ends, and it was
2: perfect. No notes, not a goddamn thing. I thought the segment was tremendous. Uh, I didn't. Of course, we didn't. You couldn't have predicted. You said it right. Shout out to you, Adam Wilborn, for suggesting that John Cena might wrestle on that thirtieth. The idea that he would overlap with the bloodline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in a million years could we have foreseen this. Uh, You've taken the hottest storyline in the company, maybe in all of wrestling. You've taken a guy that is is a proven draw every time he comes back. You have taken the common criticism that WWE switches off completely in December and you basically made the last smackdown of the year. Must see television. What, What more can I add to that little wacky stack to heap any more praise upon it? I just loved it. I just loved every bit of it. Um, Kevin Owens and John Cena will probably win because it's John Cena's one-night return. Yeah. Meaning, well, there's your bloodline tension because Sammy has let down Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns getting defeated on television. I mean, yeah. Right? In I terms, Roman of, gets pinned. Oh, man. Uh, I, I can't like... That's not even a button. We need a new button for when the oh, my God is too focused. <laughs> like, what we need is a button for when the, oh my God, enunciates itself yes. too much. Like, saying the letters is not enough. I need to fade out into, yeah, yeah, yeah like just laying back on the bed, spooge everywhere. Because, <laughs> which again, for those that don't understand how a me works, it does still come out. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, I, 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 what if he gets pinned? I hadn't even thought about that till now. You're doing this thing where, like, you think about things before I do. Like, I, 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 I'm too excited in the, in the moment now. I'm too, I'm too lost in the moment to, uh, to know how to possibly compute any of this or even fantasy book it. I want... Picture and I'd, this,
1: picture this. Simultaneous Kevin Owens stunnering Roman Reigns yeah.
2: whilst uh, John Cena springboard stunners uh, Sammy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I might boot my kids out of the room and review Smackdown by myself for the podcast feed. I'm not going to advertise that in advance, but I'm not <laughs> going to not promise it because I might. I, I, you've given me the keys to the back end of the podcast now. Yeah. I might just upload a, a half an hour Smackdown review just as an excuse to boot the kids out of the room so I can watch this show. Like, like a suit, like live, maybe. Wheel of Fortune, live Smackdown. Live podcast,
1: yeah, I might just
2: do it because I'm so hyped for this. kind wait! A,
1: f- a phenomenal ending to an amazing episode of SmackDown. I was so happy on Saturday morning watching this. I skipped down the street the rest of the day,
2: and and on Friday, bit of uh, podcast teasing wherever you get them: Apple Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, etc. Um, you're not going to be here, are you? Nope. So, me and Sidgwick will be previewing. I haven't read the results. We'll be previewing a taped SmackDown. Yes, of course. But well, we can preview this on top of it. Because we're not going to be here the yeah, following Might me. as well. Double bubble.
1: God, it's so good. It is. It is. Thank you, Papa H. Mm. <coughs> Right, let us know your thoughts on SmackDown, <laughs> on Twitter. Don't, don't kill a vibe. At WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of You can follow Michael Hamflat at... Michael Hamflat. You can follow me at Adam Wilmore. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, for daily wrestling podcast, me and Sid will be back later on to uh, review AW Rampage. Uh, and then me and uh, the Daddy Boys will be here to preview Monday Night Raw a little bit later on today. It's just
2: levels, isn't it? Yeah. Like I would say that this main event segment was a 10... I would say Rampages was a less than solid seven. Mm. Right. This has been the Smackdown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank
1: you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm.